Have you have you ever had a particularly sort of bad review at all? A bad review? Um, oh, mate, when I was on Emmerdale, I used to get so much shit. So much shit <laughs> on Twitter and everything. I remember being put into a category that someone sent me, which was the worst actors in soap, and I was ranked number two. Uh, oh, and then the, so close to oh, top. I really wanted number one, actually. And I just well, if you're gonna be in there, you might as well exactly, top it. You might as well top it. Who topped it? Who beat you? I'm sure it was. Oh, I'm sure it was someone like who was like an old school legend, like um, Shane Ritchie or someone like that. He was topping it, and I was thinking like he's, you know, he's he's class. Hello, this is your host Graham Rooney, and welcome to a performer, a pint, and a pod. The podcast where I take you down the pub and we meet a performer, have a drink and find out the tiddly truth you're only getting a pub. I'll be chatting to fantastic performers at all different points of their careers, discussing where they've come from, career-defining moments and, of course, guilty pleasures. All whilst having a laugh and getting a wee bit pissed. Fancy a pint with a pop star? A whiskey with your West End idol? Or a mojito with a magician? Then join me down the pub. So, without further ado, let's head down to the local and see which one of the nation's top performers is in there tonight. Pint please, mate. Thank you very much. This week, I go for a pint with an actor who has grown up on our television screens. Luke Roscoe played a regular on CBBC before his breakout role as teenager Sean Spencer in Emmerdale. And he's not stopped since. Playing regular Pepper Sparrow. Sparrow? Sparrow! Pepper Sparrow in Sky Hit Joe Jamestown and also popping up in Outlander doing my accent, no less. So we will have to find out about that. Anyway. Let's get the drinks in. Luke Roskell, hello and welcome to A Performer, A Pint and A Pod. How are you doing, mate? Hello, Rooney. How are you doing, mate? I'm very, very well. Um, I'm very happy to be sat in the pub with you, um, looking directly <laughs> into your beautiful eyes. So, it's great. <laughs> Thank you for keeping up the illusion there. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone knows by the lack of atmosphere um, that we are not... In the same place. Rooney, you, you told me to, to pretend that it was, we were in the pub. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Okay. I am sat in my lounge, uh, staring out the window. The illusion's gone. The illusion's completely gone. What, what, what are you wearing? I am wearing nothing. I'm completely naked. There uh, you go for all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing, and a dreamy Luke Roskell. Yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. nuddy. In the uh, nuddy. What? What are you drinking? Um, I'm actually drinking uh, a can of Heineken uh, in a warm glass, so it's it's delicious. Um, I just got the glass out the dishwasher, so it was boiling hot. Um, so it's slightly that was, uh, that was risky. yeah a risky going a hot dishwasher wearing nothing. Yes, I mean, wearing nothing. It was, you know, I had to do a trouble. little step back because of the steam. You never know, mate. The steam always. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's yeah. a maverick. Plays yeah. with fire. This one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I've, 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 I've gone a bit crazy this week. Uh, oh. I've gone for a Stella Artois. Oh, wow! Yeah, I mixed it up. Little Belgian um, beer. 
Yes. No, I mean, for everyone listening, they've got no idea what time of day it is. It no. is it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't sound great that we're drinking a beer at one o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, well, you know what? <laughs> I had a choice. It was either retrain for another skill <laughs> or have a can of beer at one o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. And I know. Rishi Sunak, this one's for you. Yeah, (laughs) to you, mate. To you, mate. Right. Anyway, let's talk about you. Enough about politics, COVID, all that nonsense. This is performer and a pint. So we're either talking booze or we're talking about your career, mate. So two favourite things. (laughs) Um, you're not. You're not a very old man. You're only what? What are you? Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three. But you've been on the scene for over a decade. It's over crazy. Decade. Um. So, so how did it all begin for you? How did you get started? Um. Especially televisually. So, so early on. What you? What got you into the acting? Do you know what it is, mate? I was really shit at football. And I was really bad at. School. <laughs> I can totally vouch for that. Yeah, you can't. Seen that in acting. <laughs> We play every week and I'm shocking. Um, so I was really shit at football and I'm really not academically. Uh, um, like I just didn't really enjoy school at all. So I kind of, you know, just messed you up. You were only on. eight or something. I mean, what, yeah. they already decided that you were going to be an idiot. Yeah, literally. Point. They went, you are going to amount to nothing. <laughs> Physically, not- he's a failure. Mentally, exactly. he's awful. Honestly, and I tried everything, mate. In school, I was, you know, I couldn't kick the ball the right way. I couldn't run longer than five minutes for, like, cross country. I was about three foot, so I couldn't do anything with basketball. So I was, I was destined for absolutely nothing, mate. <laughs> so they were like, there's only one thing for it. Yeah, exactly. Acting. He's got no no skills. So let's put him in acting. Yeah, exactly. He's got absolutely no skills to do anything. So let's just shove him in acting school. Yeah. <laughs> so so how old how old were you when when it happened and, and what exactly uh, was it? So basically, mate, um my mum uh, suggested to me that um, you know, that I go to an acting class. And at the time I was like, no, I'm not going to that. I don't want to do it. I'd, I, you know, I'd, I'd had an interest. Like I loved watching like films and TV shows and all that stuff as like any kid does, but there was nothing in me that was like, I want to be an actor at that point. Um, and then my mum persuaded me to go to um, an acting class in Manchester called David Johnson Drama, ran by David Johnson, who like amazing man. And mate, I went, and I just loved it. Like, I absolutely loved it. Um, it was just pissing around for two hours. Um, so I was like, this is great. I want to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And um, when you go to, like, the acting classes, um, they, have a, they have, like, an agency set up there or they had an agency set up there. So, like, everyone who went, um, if they wanted to, would be put on, like, the agency. And obviously, at the time, I had no idea what that meant. Uh, I just kind of rolled with the classes and then one day, uh, my mum said to me, she was like, um, they just rang up and said that there's an audition to be on the telly in some drama. I can't remember what it was. And um, she was like, do you want to do you want to fan- do you fancy it? And I was like, be on the telly. Do I? Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be on the telly. Um, so, yeah, mate, went to this audition. Um, I remember it clearly, actually. It was in it was in Manchester somewhere. 
in some casting director's house. I honestly couldn't tell you what it was for, who it was with. And then I remember just being there with like loads of other kids my age um, going, what the fuck is going on? Do you know what I mean? Like we have to go in the room. We kind of, I think it was to improv. I'm sure it was to improv something. Improved it, left. And then I was like, right. I remember leaving, getting in the car and mom and I was going, right. So when am I going to be on the telly? She was like, <laughs> I don't think it works like that. <laughs> See all those other kids who look the exact same as you in that room. Yeah, they're all up for it. And I was like, oh, so I'm not going to be on the TV. And she was Whoa, like, oh, you know, you're like, mom, mom, you just straight up lied to exactly. me. You was like, <laughs> you've, you've broken my heart and my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubbish at football. I'm a complete yeah, idiot. Exactly. I thought this was my only chance. Oh, this is it. I'm going, I'm going to Hollywood. I was like nine years old. I'm off to Hollywood. This is my chance. And um, I remember asking her every day. I was like, so did I get it? And it was like, no, I don't think so. Did I get it? Um, they've not called yet. Did I get it? Um, so then she eventually rang and I hadn't got it. <laughs> um, so I was like, <laughs> right, okay, okay. Um, so that was my first ever audition. And then, yeah, they kind of kept coming in from then um, for like commercials and, and, and stuff like that. And um, I, I wasn't getting any of them, to be honest. Um, I <laughs> people switching off on this podcast honestly <laughs> I know it's not the success story I was getting absolutely nothing and then one day um we were driving back I think from a class of an acting class that I'd been to and um the agent Sam rang uh, my mom and she was like oh this kid's dropped out of a of a scene in this ITV one drama called Mobile um, can you come to Granada, like the old Granada studios in Manchester and, and just read these two lines? And um, I was like, so we drove there, um, did the lines. It was kind of normal to go to these auditions and not get them now. So I was just going and, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. <laughs> Age of nine, yeah, used to acting yeah. rejection. Exactly, exactly. I was, I was learning, I was learning what exactly was to come. Um, and then, yeah, I got, I got it. I got the part. They rang and said, yeah, uh, we'll we'll have him and can you come down to set next week and yeah that was my first sort of job which was a mobile ITV one I think I had two lines um and it was a day's filming and I just remember it was such a mental day um my mum chaperoned me that day uh, and I remember just like being so blown away about everything I was like so I can just go over there and take them biscuits and eat as many as I want (laughs) They were like, they were like, yeah, and I was like, really, and then and then we were like, oh, what are we gonna do for lunch? And it was like, do we go to the co-op and get a sandwich? And they're like, no, there's a food truck where they will cook food for you. And I was like, yeah, but we have to pay for that. And they were like, no, it's all free. <laughs> so I remember being like, oh my god, all this food. I remember sitting there going up about four times. It was a three-course meal, all for free. I was gonna I do be love that. I felt like a superstar. <laughs> I was like, no, I, I had my own trailer. I was like, this is crazy. I think my, I think my uh, character was called Tatten Heights Boy One, and I was like, they've put my <laughs> name on the trailer door. Mom, I've made it. And yeah, it was a, it was a mad experience, but a, a really good one. And it's something I remember. Just me and my mum sat there. Uh, she was having, I weirdly remember this, she was having risotto and I remember going, oh my goodness, it's one of the best risottos I've ever tasted. <laughs> 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 and just like looking back on it, 
Maybe it was. Well, I don't know. I can't imagine it. Yeah, you're like, you're like, well, was it? <laughs> yeah, like, it was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, was it just the, the feel of the place and, and the magic of it all? Um, or was, in fact, my mum a terrible cook? Yeah. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she definitely, I mean, I think she definitely, well, she admits that she was a bad cook. Um, she's getting better now. But weirdly, mate, this is a bit of a weird one. When I was like 18, 19, I used to love like burnt food. Like overcooked foods, like if I ever had a steak, I'd love it like well done. I'd like like any potatoes, like overdone. Anything overcooked, I love because my mum always used to burn the shit out of everything. (laughs) I like that. People are like, oh, I'm so sorry I've ruined it. And you're like, no, that's home. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I was like, it's charcoal, absolutely charcoal. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm like, that's perfect. Thank you. Looking at me like I'm mental, mate. Yeah. I know. Do you want to send it back? No, no. <laughs> oh no, no. What I want it. I want the burn out no. everything. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that, but that is the thing. I think when you first go to film and set, no matter what age, but God, as a kid, that must have blown your mind. I mean, even <laughs> even me when I was first on the set when I was 21, I was sort of like, well, I'm getting a three course meal. I'm getting bacon butties brought to my trailer, and I got what, like they're like, what do you want for breakfast? I'm like, eh. Uh, what can what can a slice of toast? I mean, what can they're like that? They're like, no, 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 no. You can you can go all out. What do you want? Do you want a couple of rolls? Bacon and egg, bacon and I was like, oh, well, let's go for it. Let's yeah, exactly. It's... I mean, I think if I was, <laughs> it's good that I'm like not being like a massive regular in some drama series because I would be huge. Oh, mate. <laughs> Oh, would be massive. I know, mate. It's one of those things that you have to watch. Like, I, I honestly have to watch it. It's always the, the same because you never eat as much as you do on set. Like, you know, day-to-day life, you just, you know, you love like a snack or you love your, your breakfast, lunch, dinner. But there you're constantly eating because there's a truck with fucking biscuits, nuts, everything that you want, like sandwiches, like... I know, they, and they always mix it up. It's like a different pudding every oh, day and stuff. Oh, oh you're oh, like, oh, I've that in ages. You know, oh, no. you're like sticky toffee pudding and cheesecake and then oh, trifle, no. and you're like, oh. it's a three course meal. It's it's amazing. Oh. I love the fact that we were meant to be talking about your career, and now we're all always now we're on talking. Food. It's much more food, interesting, Rooney. It's much the food that you get on set. Yeah, I know. Right, come on, let's forget about that. Forget yeah. about the food that we get on set. Yeah, um, let's move on. Let's move on. You're, so you you got that job, but then your next job, this is when you get a wee regular on yeah. the old CBBC. Yes. Because it was, uh, was it Revenge Files of Alistair Fury? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So um, tell us a bit about that. Were you, I mean, that was that not about the same year? How, like, how did that come about? Um, I think it was the same year or the year after. And um, again, it was just, I'd got so used to going to these auditions for like commercials and, you know, little parts in in stuff and and not getting them, minus this this job that I'd done, that mobile. And um, this was for, it had quite a lot of hype around it. I remember like my agent, I'm saying to my mum, like, you know, it's, it's based on a series of books, which were really popular with kids at the time and probably still are. And they're making a, a series for the CBBC. And yeah, like it's going to be a, a big show for, for kids and it, it's really good. And, you know, um, so I went to the audition and I originally went for the part of Alistair, which was like the main guy in it. And um, 
and he had two best friends with him. So it was about three best friends going around playing pranks on his family um, to get their revenge, basically. And, mate, I think I went to about seven auditions, six, seven auditions for that. Um, I remember them saying um, at, at the time that I think something like 3,000 kids auditioned for it, something like that. And there was loads of different stages, like, you know, one in Manchester, uh, another one in Manchester, and then, you know, go yeah. down to London. And then we were all paired up. And then they, they basically said to me, will you audition? Because I'd always gone for Alistair. And I think on like the fourth or fifth audition, and they'd said, he's not right for Alistair, but can he read for Aaron, which was the best friend? And at the time I was like, no, I want to be Alistair. That's like, you know, that's the best part. I was like, oh, why don't they want me to be Alistair? I've got to be Aaron. Like, what? What? Um, but yeah, so anyway, I was like, it's, it's a great part. It's this, you know, it's his best friend. They're doing all the revenge. Um, so yes. And You're I like, went, yeah, right, mom. You can't even cook. I went, yeah, exactly, mom. <laughs> you just burn everything. So, you know, nothing. Um, so yeah, I went down to London. And I think, you know, they paired us all up. And I think I was paired with uh, Jonathan and Alex, who eventually got the other parts. And yeah, I got it. And spent 13 weeks, I think, in Newcastle filming it. And it was like every day filming, five scenes a day um, for 13 weeks. Um, so yeah, it was it was amazing at first, to be honest, mate. It was a bit of a, you know, a shock. Like, I had to move away from Manchester. We, we filmed it in um Newcastle they gave us an apartment and like you know I was I was a bit you know I was like 12 or 11 maybe younger and I remember being like oh I'm quite a home bird you know what I mean so I remember being a bit like oh I don't know if I like it here in Newcastle and you know none of my friends are here and I miss my family and you know all that sort of stuff but then once we started filming it was it was great and we we just adjusted to it and so who was up. there with you up in like Newcastle? Because you yeah. said they give you a flat. Who was actually yeah. there with so you? Oh, basically, um, my mum would stay um, Monday to Wednesday, and then uh, Wednesday to Monday, um, my nan would come down and stay with me and look after me. We had chaperones on set, so they didn't come on set, but like to just look after us, you know, outside of. Um, outside of the show so yeah so like my mum would come down Monday to Wednesday because she had a job and um, had to look after obviously my brothers and sisters um, and then my nan would come down and, and stay with me so yeah it was it's a really uh it's a really lovely time actually because uh, my nan's not here anymore and it, you know I cherish those more moments that we had you know what I mean just like hanging out like whenever when do you ever get to spend so much time with your nan and you know yeah and at that day. time as well yeah exactly. you your nan's your hero and stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're just legends. Yeah, they are absolute legends, mate. Yeah. So um it was a bit crazy and a lot, you know, it was hard work, mate. I remember like the amount of lines that we had to learn was just like paragraphs and paragraphs of, you know, talking through the revenges that we would do on the family. And I remember the dialogue being so heavy. Um, but mate, it was an amazing experience and you know, I got to do loads of fun stuff like pouring milk on, you know, someone's head and like just, just <laughs> stuff that you would never get to do. Do you know what I mean? Like we were running right. Well, I have to say at this age, if they pulled, like if they did an ITV drama with like yeah. Luke and a clip of you pouring milk in someone's head, I'm not sure. I know. <laughs> 
It would stand the test of time. I don't think so, mate. <laughs> Running around giggling, like <laughs> getting to do loads of stuff that I would be in trouble for, you know, any other time. But yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, but I think that's the thing about CBBC is like there's, there's an amazing freedom and, and to like just to be growing up like on camera and learning all that stuff and being able to make loads of mistakes as well. Yeah. There is that like because you like you're a kid and there's a freedom and um yeah. the, the, you've got such a license to just play. Exactly. Um and you just I mean you just kind of kept going after that as well because I mean it it was all, was it one series that that lasted Yeah, for? one series. I mean we expected it to go for more I think at the time. It was always that thing they were like, well, you know, it's gone so well it won a children's BAFTA for best drama. And we were up against the Sarah Jane Adventures, who, you know, for the CBBC was so popular and it was such a popular show. Um, and then, yeah, it didn't go again. And we we never really found out why um, the actors or I'm sure someone knows. But, yeah, we we never found out why. Um, probably because Luke Roskell ate the budget. It was probably yeah, it's because <laughs> I couldn't get my hands off the craft and was eating all the biscuits. And... <laughs> that was it. Was like, guys, uh, we've spent all the money on the biscuits uh, because of Luke. Uh... <laughs> Luke's ate everything. Yeah. He, he basically got, got... ate the second series. I'm I'd sorry, love that. but there's I'd no money. Have them having a meeting about that meeting. <laughs> We're gonna. We've really not got it in the budget for him to eat in. 20 sticky toffee puddings. Don't get me wrong. The, the, the script's amazing. <laughs> the acting's fantastic. But we just don't have the money for the biscuits. Oh, well, there we go. Or they do a second series and recast me with a slightly slimmer child. <laughs> eat as much. <laughs> Brutal. I was like, I'd love it. Yeah, coming in for the edition. Okay, we just, you're fantastic. Great for the part. Just yeah. one question. Do you like biscuits? Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Not for you're you out. this time. All right. Ah. There's the door. Have a good day. You're gone. You're gone. Ah, <laughs> oh, mate. Brilliant. But then, and uh, in, in your career, you you switched. You, you got a bit serious um, at oh. the age of, I don't know, 12 or something. All of a sudden, you thought, CBBC's not for me. Hard hitting drama. That's what I want to do. Yeah, because uh, you did. You did mo- uh, moving on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did. Um, a couple of scenes in that. Yeah, yeah. A few scenes. It was like. Um, I think it was like. I mean, I can't even remember. I've not seen it for years. I remember seeing it at the time, but I think... well, I have. I just watched it this morning. Oh really? Watched... Yes, it was. Uh, it was a bit bullying. Is, wasn't it? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah, sorry. I, I've got, I can remember your. Career. You know what? I've just got a job mixed up with the other there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Moving on, that was class. Um, that was, I think, Jimmy McGovern produced it, um, and helped write it. And um, yeah, it was a sort of. I mean, there's been loads of series uh, of it now. I think there's been you know ten series or something. And it was like we did the first series, and it was like. They wanted to, BBC wanted to do like a daytime drama, but like, you know, like actual drama where they can have like some like poignant storylines and stuff like that, where it's, you know, a bit hard hitting and more of a drama type for the for the daytime. Um, and yeah, again, it was similar sort of story, mate. Three auditions uh, paired up with someone and then eventually got paired up with Jack, who was the kid that uh, bullied me. And yeah, mate, filmed that for uh, I think two weeks in Liverpool. That was that was good fun, mate, because that was like the first sort of, like you say, it wasn't 
um, running around and, and, and pouring milk on people's heads and throwing strawberries <laughs> at things and giggling. It was more like, you know, I was getting bullied and it was more drama, mate. And that was like the first time I've ever been involved in something like that. And yeah. I remember uh, Lee Boardman and Mark Womack, who both played our dads, had a scene in it. And, you know, they were fighting and arguing and shouting and uh someone was crying, one of the mums was crying. And I remember being like, oh my God, it's really real. It's really real. (laughs) I've gone from throwing stories at people's heads to like, ah, this is a real argument. Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I know, because you're like, you're such a young kid in it. That's the thing, like watching you. Honestly. You're so young and you're going, dad, dad, just leave it. Exactly. (laughs) I thought it was real. I thought they were actually having an argument. Um, (laughs) I, I was so confused. Um, I mean, I knew it was fake, but like, you know, they, they did it so well that I was like genuinely terrified, <laughs> which obviously I guess helped, you know. It, it, it definitely it was wonderful acting. <laughs> but like, there you go. It wasn't acting at all. You just yeah, were it wasn't scared. Acting. It, I was just terrified of, of, of Mark Womack hitting Lee Boardman. Yeah. I was just scared <laughs> that that's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, mate, that was amazing. That was great fun. And, and also to shoot that in Liverpool, um, you know, all my family are from Liverpool. I was born in Wiston, um, so that was that was good fun. Um, and then and then what I find interesting is you've sort of you, you you've moved around quite a bit because CBBC loads of fun. Then you went drama with moving on, yeah. Uh, and then you did a, a little TV movie uh, called The Accidental Farmer. Yes. Didn't you? See, I've just got moving on accidental farmer mixed up there, um, which is very surprising. As accidental farmers, a, a TV movie comedy. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, in which you, in which you worked uh, with the uh, directing comedy legend that is uh, Mandy Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. Who, who actually, following this, two years later, directed my comedy sketch show. No way. Yeah, yeah, Thanks. mate. I was looking through your uh yeah, looking through your CV and I was like, wait a minute. That's mental. Um, yeah, because I remember her telling me about accidental farmer she was talking to when we were doing our show. Yeah, so Rooney, you technically knew me as a twelve year old child in some sort of way. There was well, a connection. I, I didn't at all. I mean... <laughs> there was a connection. There's a connection, but I didn't know. I heard about some child who ate all the biscuits. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the rumors, Maybe that's it. Yeah, the rumours are true. On that one, I did eat four cakes. Yes, it's true. That's true. So what what did you do on Accidental Farmer? Um, from from what I can remember, mate, uh, we, we played... You're the worst guest ever. I know, I am so... You can't bad. remember can't... your career. You're know, 23. Mate. I know, but mate, it was so, they, they, I was so young, really. Do you know what I mean? And basically, I think we played kids who lived on a farm and I was like um, a sort of the cheeky, the cheeky kid who kind of, I don't know, like sort of, you know, was rude to everyone, basically. I remember. Uh, you team. know what, mate? I'm just going to move on. You're just yeah. making this up. I'm just this making is, it up. <laughs> you don't just even, if anyone wants to see. No, I do <laughs> remember a scene where I had to put my middle <laughs> finger up at, I think it was Sean Dooley. I had to put my, my middle finger up at Sean Dooley, I think. Um, and I remember being able to swear and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm putting my middle finger up. I'm so cool. And I was on the back of like some wagon <laughs> putting my middle finger up, like the least cool thing. But I do remember that. But it's weird, mate, because we Ashley Jensen was in that. 
And um, like, I'm a huge fan of, of extras. Like, obviously, when I got a bit older, I watched extras. And yeah. it's weird because, like, obviously, at the time, I'd never watched extras because I was a child. But looking back, I'm like, oh, I wish I could, you know, I wish I could have asked her some questions. And, you know, because, like, now I love her. I think oh, she's she, amazing. She's, she's amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. it's nice to say that, you know, I work with her because I do love extras. Um, but yeah, it was a good job, mate. We shot in the summer in Yorkshire. Beautiful time. Again, my nan stayed with me for that one. So it was good. <laughs> you know, you're like a great job. You couldn't even remember it. <laughs> I know, I know. That's. Do you know what it is? <laughs> I can't even remember what it's about. I couldn't tell you. I don't know, mate. I just remember doing it and um, it was great at the time. But yeah. I can't, I can't remember <laughs> right. Let's move on before people switch off my podcast. Please don't switch <laughs> off, guys. I'm very, very, very we're, we're, we're like we are we are coming we are coming to the meat of the podcast. Anyway, Ooh. so like here we go. Like, you know, <laughs> this is this is where Luke Roskell took off because oh. next up was Emmerdale. Oh. And if really? you can't remember three years in Emmerdale <laughs> And no. there's something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember Emmerdale, don't worry. From this point on, I remember everything. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, here we go. T- tell us about how it all happened with Emmerdale and the addition and that, because, I mean, this is this must... Like, you've had little bits and bobs and stuff. You've had a great little part in moving on. Accidental Farmer, none of us know because you couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you, you had a great a great role in the CBBC show. Mm-hmm. But Emmerdale, we're talking nationwide, millions yeah. and millions and millions of people watching. You know, this, this is a big one for your, I'm sure, for your parents and everything. Yeah. So tell us about the, tell us about the addition and how it all happened. Um, so basically, I don't think I'd ever auditioned for Emmerdale before, but I'd, 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 before then I'd done a lot of auditions for Hollyoaks. I remember I'd got uh, close on a, a job on Hollyoaks. Um, I'd also got actually close on um, something on Corey, I think it was. And so when the call came in saying, you know, uh, there's an audition for Emmerdale um, to play a sort of new family coming into it, um, it was kind of not normal, but it was like, oh, OK, that's that's cool, you know. Um, but I, I didn't expect to get it because, you know, going up for all the other ones, I just hadn't got them. Um, so I didn't really um, expect expect much to be honest and um i remember going to the first audition and uh itv in in leeds on kirkstall road and you know i did the audition and i, I kind of it was the place like a kind of chavy character so i remember i went in my tracksuit bottoms and you know i kind of um had a, a shorter haircut than than i did went in did the scene and left very normal with a face star in the casting director at emmerdale and then i think two weeks later um, I got another call being like, can you come back in and read again? Um, and I think Stuart, uh, who was the producer at the time, um, was was in the in the audition. And I remember thinking, I was like, right, I have to play a chav here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pierce my ear. I'm going to get my ear pierced and I'm going to get <laughs> a shaved head. And I'm going to do it and... At this point, that was just after the first audition. So I went into Warrington, where I lived, and I went into, I think it was Claire's Accessories, and went, 
yeah, can I have my ear pierced? So I got this little sort of diamond like ear piercing just because it would make me look more chubby. And then the oh, next man. day I had to go into school and everyone was going, why have you, why have you had your ear pierced? I was getting a lot of stick for it because bit. it was not cool. That It's never been cool. Well, you know, it is, but it, in school <laughs> at that time. It's a sweeping it statement. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Uh, and everyone was like, what the fuck have you done? You've got your ear pierced. Ha ha ha. Everyone was laughing at me. And I remember going, oh, it's it's for acting. It's for acting. It's for a job. Because that was the only defense mechanism I could have, even though I was nowhere near to close to getting the job. I, I So I just I lied and was like, yeah, it's for acting role. I've got it for an acting role. It, you know, it's just for acting. And I didn't even like the piercing. So I was laughing at myself, but everyone was giving me so much shit. So anyway, I've rocked, I've rocked up to the second audition. It's so bold. What I love is the fact that you've only had one of it. You're on a recall. And also the fact they recalled you on the way that you looked. I know. I know. It's mental. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it. But I just thought it would help. It made me look a lot more chubby. Oh, no. Brilliant, mate. I love it. It's just like that. You know, they've liked me. So, like, I've done an audition. They recall. That's thumbs up. We like yeah. you as you are. And you've decided, I'll know what I'll do. I'll change my hair yeah. and get an eating. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think I got I got my mum to buy me some more tracksuit bottoms, but, like, even more chavier. Because I was like, mum, I need to go proper chav. So I got some proper chavy, like, um, like, bottoms from Sports Direct for, like, a tenner. <laughs> my mum thought I was going mad um <laughs> so yeah so I did that went to the second audition um read with uh the casting director again stood up and did it this time it wasn't like a sat down uh, audition Stuart was there who's the producer loads of the lads there as well and again mate just left and thought oh it went all right um but again mate I really didn't expect to get it because one it was such a big job and like I said, I'd been close to the other soaps and I just never got them. So I wasn't really thinking, you know, that, I'd, that I could do it. At this point in time, mate, I'd also had an audition for Doctors. Um, so I'd gone to do my audition for Doctors and I got offered the part in Doctors. I think it was two eps. Offered two eps? Yeah, right, okay. two eps to play a similar sort of character, a chav. So the, the earring was working a treat, mate. Honestly, <laughs> it was working a treat. Um, I've been offered any acting ability it's all about the the earring mate that's literally all it was so I've gone back into school the next week and then everyone's giving me shit again about the earring and I'm like yeah I told you it was for an acting job I'm doing doctors and they were like oh fair mate that fair that's sick like that's all right that's cool so I was like thank god I got something so I didn't have to like you know so I couldn't have done nothing and everyone's just questioning why I've got this earring so anyway, I've been offered doctors, but I know I'm still in the running for Emmerdale. And I get a call saying, can you come in and do a workshop and a screen test? Um, and I'd never heard of anything like, like that before. Like I didn't even know what a screen test was. And they taught me through it. They were like, you're going to be in the Wolfpack and you're going to do your scene with Danny Miller, who plays Aaron um, in, in the Wolfpack. And it's going to be filmed. Mate, I was shitting myself. I was absolutely <laughs> shitting myself. I was thinking, oh my God. But then I had to do the workshop before the screen test. So they got um, someone in to do the workshop and it was me and I think it was like four or five other lads. And the workshop was was a bit, I'm not great in those situations, you know, where you're in front of other people and you have to like 
do weird stuff like like you know crawl around and be a, a bear or do you know what I mean stuff like oh, that. I mean, I yes. I mean sometimes off. yeah sometimes they can go very strange and also some yeah. actors can go very bold with it. Oh, very <laughs> bold and I was just a little bit embarrassed. I was like oh god and I remember they lined us up in a row. And the guy who was running the workshop went, tell me something interesting that's happened in your life. And I was like, oh, God. Mate, went down. I was the last in the row. And there was lads going, yeah, you know, um, all these amazing things. It was like, yeah, I met Tom Cruise once. And he said I was amazing. One was like, oh, yeah, um, I flew so high in the air when I went on a plane that we nearly floated in the sky. Now, all these mental stuff. And I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking, fuck, 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 what have I got to say? What have I got to say? Panic mode comes to me and I go, um, I, I, could, I can do a backflip on the trampoline. I can do a backflip on the trampoline. And the room <laughs> just went silent, mate. <laughs> These kids have been like reeling off all this amazing stuff. Oh, I've touched the Champions League Cup with John Terry and all this sort of stuff. And I've gone, <laughs> I, I can do a, a backflip. And then there was just, I could feel all the other lads going, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> that, that, that's not even a story. It's just, it's just like, and it's also something we can all do at this age. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's, it's, it's really not that impressive at all. On a trampoline, anyone can do anything. That's the whole point of a trampoline. <laughs> What's worse, really? If you asked me that question again now, I'd say the same thing. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Um, so then we did the. So then that was done, and I was thinking, I've messed this up. I look like the biggest weirdo in the world. Um, so anyway, in the afternoon was the screen test. So they took us through to the studio. Um, I met Danny, and I was stood in the Wolfpack, and it was just one of those moments, you know, where you go, "This is mental." There was like four cameras around. Um, boom mics, like everything, and like we had an actual director. Uh, Tim Dowd was, you know, he was directing the block at the time. Came in and, you know, set the scene, told us what to do. And mate, I did the scene and it went all right. And I remember, you know, vibing with Danny a lot. And and I went, yeah, it went, it went all right. It went good. And I left. I shook the producer's hand and I was like, it's done. And you know. I I didn't think it had gone so well that I'd got it, but at that stage I'm thinking, right, I could I could get this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I leave and I go back to school, and I'm like, you know, usually after a screen test, you'd hear like the day or the next day. I didn't hear anything for like four or five days. And how how old were you at this point? I was 14, mate. So I was in <laughs> 14. So you're 14. You've just walked out the wool pack. And yeah. gone back to school. Gone back to school, mate. Gone back to school with an earring that I didn't want. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've gone back and I'm going, right, I'll hear tomorrow, nothing. I'll hear the next day, nothing. And, mate, I just wrote it off after, like, four or five days. I was like, I must have got so close and I didn't get it. And that I was a bit pissed off, but I also knew I was doing doctors. So I was happy, you know, that I was working still. Um, and I remember I'd been in school, mate. And I'd been a bit naughty and I'd been on my phone in class and the teacher had took my phone off me um, because I'd been on it in, in, in class and took it for the whole day. And I remember like quarter past three, I had to pick it up off the office and, you know, sign it out. And 
So I've got my phone and I've got about three missed calls off my mum. I'm thinking, why has she called me three times? And she's just texted me saying, oh, I'll come pick you up today. I'll come pick you up from the bottom of, you know, school. And my mum never picked us up, like never. Um, we'd always, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'd always have to walk. If it was raining, if it was snowing, it'd always be walked to school. But I can just see the image you're painting of your mother on this podcast. It's like, she never gave us a lift. Her cooking was terrible. She was, she's amazing. And like, honestly, she's actually so good. And without you her, can't mom, redeem yourself now. She oh, knows oh, how you oh, truly mom. feel. Oh, mom, if you're listening, you know I love you. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, I, I get down to the bottom of the school, and she's there. I didn't think anything of it, and I just got in, and um, I was like, "How come you picked me up?" And she just went, "You've been offered Emmerdale," and I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, you you've been offered Emmerdale, a year contract," and I was like. Oh my god! I, I honestly, mate, I didn't have words. I didn't have words. I, I didn't know what to do because I'd written it off, and then I was being told that I was going to be in like a regular on on Emmerdale. It was it was mental, mate. Yeah, it, it, and yeah, that must have been. Well, it must have been absolutely amazing, especially like at that age to suddenly just go, wow. Yeah, it was crazy, yeah. and honestly, from that moment, I think my life did change a little bit. You know. Um, of course, it yeah. can't. It can't not like that. Like you know, um, I mean, it was already changing because you had a stupid earring. Um, exactly. So. <laughs> well, mate, I was rubbing my earring. I was going my lucky <laughs> earring, my uh, shitty study earring. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, um, mate, so it changed from then, and that was just. It was such a long process, and you know, when someone tells you that you've got it or you know not got it, it it's such a weird feeling. It was like almost like silent do you know what i mean i didn't i didn't know what to say yeah yeah but i mean after that like you say it must have been a bit of a sort of like like a huge change it must have been about 100 miles an hour and because after that the sort of age that you were at and the type of show it was because soaps are the most watched shows in the country obviously yeah uh And you were in that sort of age, but you were growing up quickly. Everything changes a lot anyway when you're a teenager. Yeah. So yeah. you were in three years. So what was it 14 to 17 yeah, that you were yeah. in Emmerdale? And I was like 17, nearly 18, yeah. Yeah, so you, yeah. you basically, like your, some of your biggest years of your life, you, you grew up on screen yeah. for, for, the, like, you know, for the whole of the UK to see. Yeah, it's crazy, mate. It's so crazy. And also those sort of things that you do, you know, when you are that age, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, you know, you go to parties and you start drinking your first beer and all this sort of stuff was like, you know, that everyone else was doing. I had to be so careful that I didn't get someone to take a picture of me drinking a beer or do you know what I mean? All this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, no, definitely. It, it was just, it was crazy, mate. And, you know, yeah, it, they they're quite pivotal moments in, you know, in your, your life. You grow up quite a lot from that age. Um, and I did it, yeah, in, in front of millions. Um, did, you, did you ever get caught? Did you get caught by the press doing yeah, anything terrible? Do you know what? I didn't, mate. I was so good with it. If I was ever at a house party 
and now someone asked for a picture or something like that, I'd always do the the hand behind the back picture where you're holding your beer, but no one can see. We've got to find some photos where you had behind your back. We will, mate. I will. There's 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 loads, mate. Honestly, there's loads. (laughs) I went. I was, mate. I was. Oh, I was at the I was at the parties in school. You know, I got invited to the parties. I was. Of course, you did. You had that cool earring in. I had my cool earring, and they. And they gave me, I remember when I first went in, they gave me, you no, know, like the, like Ronaldo, no, the, the other Ronaldo, not the, um, not Cristiano Ronaldo. No, he had that shaved head with a little tuft at the front. <laughs> yes. They gave me that haircut. I swear to God. So what, I, um, on Emmerdale? Yeah, on Emmerdale. My first day went, <laughs> oh, okay, what sort of chavvy look can we give them? Okay. Gave me the Ronaldo. And then I had to go into school with the Ronaldo haircut and an earring. Can you imagine that? Shocking. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, mate. If people came up and they're like, "Oh, you're a dick," I'll be like, "Yeah, but your contract on Emmerdale is the dick now." Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it's not not really. It's a fair enough battle. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I didn't. I did not care one bit because you know I was, <laughs> I was. You know, I was on Emmerdale. I was. I felt so cool. <laughs> um. But like, just so, but was it was it just a fantastic time? Would you say, or did you was there any, like, or did you struggle with it at all, or was it genuinely just great fun growing Mate, up? It was on great screen? fun. It was great, great fun. Um, working with everyone was was great. I made some great friends on there that are still my friends today. Everyone was lovely. Everyone was really supportive. Um, you know, and it was like like a, a really tight, you know, knitted community of people who are all doing the same thing in the same sort of situation and you get to know people really well like everyone you know the actors the crew the people who work at the building because you're there for so long so like you know it's it it kind of then becomes you know like it it kind of becomes your home do you know what I mean um because you spend more time there than you do probably than I did at home um so it was you know it was amazing and an amazing experience I think the only thing that I did struggle a bit with was the sort of other side of things, um, you know, people knowing who you are, um, you know, walking around and especially up north, mate, for Emmerdale, you know, you, you, you go to the shops and it'd be like people would be, you know, asking you for pictures constantly, taking pictures of you slyly. Um, and that was that was quite hard, mate, because, you know, you, you feel like, oh, it's just a lot for a teenager that, do you know what I mean? That sort of... Yeah, no, everything. definitely... Um, I, could, I mean that uh, must be very, very strange, and and also, I'm like I'm sure you'd be fine, like with people go. It is like you say the sly pictures and stuff like that, because yeah. that's, that's not nice. Yeah, I mean it was fine, but I just it it because it went from nothing to lit like overnight to that. Um, it's yeah, really you're just a normal kid kicking yeah. about a school to yeah. everyone so, knowing you. Exactly, mate. Yeah, and then you do become the guy from Emmerdale. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> in school and everything where you're from your area um, so yeah it was a bit weird but all in all mate I wouldn't change it for the world and you know I think I learned a lot on that show with you know cameras you know just being around them and, and just getting comfortable being on a set really and, and, and doing four or five scenes a day constantly for weeks on weeks and end um, so it was amazing and I, I wouldn't change it for the world mate I really wouldn't and um, after and sort of like so, you came to the end of Emmerdale. Yeah. 
And um, was your next job, I think, if I'm right, your next job was uh, in the theatre. Yes, it was Rooney. It was. Um, Which was a lead role at uh, Manchester Royal Exchange. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, that must have been quite a shift. And I mean, I don't know how you felt, but I know know a lot of people who are TV actors, they've been a TV actor for 15 years or something, then they come back to the stage and they find a lot of pressure in the fact, because it's like, we know that person. We know, yeah. like, you know, a lot of the audience come in and are like, that's the guy off Emmerdale. And it's yeah. a very, very different thing to to, to act on stage. Yeah. Uh, did you feel a lot of pressure? Mate, I felt, I felt, I did feel a lot of pressure, to be honest with you. Um, Because one, because of the play, it was so good. And like, you know, there was a lot of, places the character had to go in it he didn't leave stage once he narrated the whole thing while then jumping into scenes I think it was an hour and 20 and I narrated and dialogued the whole thing so I didn't leave stage once so I was shitting myself about being able to learn that um and yeah the pressure of just getting it right really and because when I left Emmerdale I didn't work for like nine months um and I thought I'd made a huge mistake and I was never going to work again and you know nothing was going to happen and then I got an audition off my I then moved to a London agent and I got an audition for this play and even then I was thinking you know all these people I remember going and there was lads left and right you know just chatting to we just trained at RADA and you know Lambda and, and all these amazing drama schools and I was thinking I've just come off you know a TV show like you know I was like that there's no way I'm going to get this part and um, even though I really wanted it, I was like, there's, there's not a chance because I'm up against lads from RADA. Do you know what I mean? And <laughs> got it, mate. I, and, I, and then I felt the pressure because I was like, fuck, I've actually got to do this now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean that's you know, so the- many actors say that. It's like, it's like, really want this job, really want this job, really want. Then they get the phone call and they go, oh my God, I got the job. And no, then two seconds it. later, go, Oh crap! I've got That's to do the, the job. You get the call saying, "Yeah, you've been offered the role," and then you just your face drops and go, "Oh shit! I've got to do that." All right. Oh no! Like, <laughs> especially when it is one of those roles where it's a massive amount that you've got to learn. Yeah, and it's like, well, obviously it's a fantastic part, but dear lord, I've got, I know. <laughs> I've got to learn I all that. Like, how am I going to cry on stage every night? What am I going to do? There's no tear stick on stage. <laughs> What am I gonna do? Um, but yeah, man. So it was. It was. That's probably. I think it's one of the best jobs I've ever done. Um, the whole rehearsal process was so different from working on telly, um, and just the freedom to kind of try new things and have the time. We rehearsed for four weeks, I think it was, um, and just yeah, just that every day you're in the rehearsal, like you know, mate. Like you know, obviously you've done so many like amazing shows. Like you're just in the rehearsal room, aren't you? And you just have that time to to kind of do whatever the whatever you want and try new things and if it's not doesn't go right you can change it and for me that was a first because I'd obviously only ever done tv where you kind of have to have an idea really of what what you kind of want to do or you know what might work um whereas then I had the freedom to kind of try whatever and if it worked great and if it didn't you know that was fine you'd find a new way so it was an amazing experience and you know amazing I'd always wanted to work for the exchange or I remember when I left Emmerdale I was like you know when you have places that you want to work yeah I yeah, always yeah, been yeah. to like my mom my family and my dad and everyone I was like I really want to work at the exchange and then yeah the next job I got out of Emmerdale was at the exchange so I was 
it was mental. It was one of those things where you're like, how the fuck has this happened? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people who are uh, northern people always talk about that as a, a place, a venue that they want to work at. Um, yeah. It's and like you say, did you say that it was it was your decision to leave Emmerdale sort of thing? Because you said, yeah. like, have I made the right job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my decision, um, which I think a lot of people think it wasn't, which I'm like, <laughs> why? Liar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bullshit. Um, yeah, it was. It was my decision. Um, I was the first one to leave. All my family was still in it, and they were all staying. And um, I remember when I went into it, I was like, I don't really want to do more than three years, which is a mental thing for a 14 year old to say, do you know what I mean? Like he has a choice. Um, yeah. but I remember if I get three years, I would maybe, you know, cause I always wanted to do different things and, you know, I'd had the experiences of going up for different jobs beforehand and, you know, doing, um, you know, moving on and the revenge files of last Fury. So I'd, you know, had those sort of experiences and I was like, you know, I think after three years on a soap, you can either make a decision to stay for a lot longer or you can try and leave and, you know, see what else you can do. And I remember I got to, you know, it was my contract was coming up for renewal. Um, I'd been offered another contract for a year. And I remember I just, I had to tell them that I didn't want to do it anymore, which for a 17 year old, I was like, what the heck? like I had to ring the producer Kate at the time and you know have a conversation with her and just be like yeah I, I, I don't I don't think I want to renew my contract which is just looking back as a 17 year old that's such a mental conversation to have because I'd struggle to have that conversation now do you know what I mean um, oh no definitely um and do you think it was you were just like you were finished with the character and you've you wanted to go on and try new things in acting yeah um, and you exactly were just like, I wanted I mean, to Things. It's a huge thing financially to just go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have that that amount of money every year. Sort of. I know, thing. I know, and it it was mate because you know you have that money, um, you have the sort of not fame, but you have that sort of side of it where you know some people can find that appealing. I mean, I didn't, but you know, you have that. Um, yeah, there's a notoriety of like you know people like going, oh, the heat, there's that person off of yeah, that show. Um, yeah, which um, you you can understand that a lot of people like do really really enjoy that. Yeah, of um, and also what is really difficult is it's very quick from and it's into the it it's it always feels like into the wilderness that all yeah. of a sudden you've got this really secure job yeah. with like notoriety and everything, and then it's just and it's gone nothing. And exactly. the way that acting works, it's not like. Oh, you just go straight into someone straight into someone. you're oh. just right back into the world of auditioning away again and you just have no idea w- how long it'll be or what the next thing what the next job will be. So. I had, honestly, mate, I had no idea and obviously I'd gone from you know, you're in such a routine there. It's like having, you know, not a not like a normal like a non acting job where you work Monday to Friday, certain days, you've got your hours, you have your weekends off. I'd gone from three years of that, having that stability of, you know, um, work and, you know, like I say, every day you, you, it's a plan, isn't it? You know, structure. Um, so then I remember after I'd left and all that hype of it, I think I'd left on like maybe a Friday and then you had, I had my leave and do, and then, and then Monday came and I was sat in my house and I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? 
what am I going to do? <laughs> it, was meant, it was, what am I going to do? I remember sat, mate. I had a sandwich from Sainsbury's. I had a bag of Haribo's. And I think of course I, you were. You were eating. I was, oh, what else would you be doing? doing? <laughs> I had a Fanta Fruit Twist and I was like... Jesus like, Christ, how much sugar oh, yeah. do you want? How much sugar do you want, exactly? I was like, I am... I, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I didn't work for nine months, mate, and it was terrifying. I'm not going to lie. It was, you know, like all actors are because it's so, you know, like yeah. we all are, and everyone's the same, really. You know, you go through six months of not working or and then six months of working and you never know, like you said before, what when, when your next job's coming. And I just left this secure stability of structure and being on a TV show and, you know, doing what I love to do, which is acting. And, you know, I just, it, it all just stopped and it was my decision. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I chose to sit there with the bag of Haribo's with nothing on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well done. Good decision. Exactly. I know. I definitely questioned it a few times. Did you did you still have the earring at that point? Um the earring had actually gone because I got to about seventy and I was like, God, no, no girls are gonna dig me with a silver earring in. I can't no. believe so it lasted three years. I think it lasted about three years. And I, I was literally when I was talking to you then, I was feeling it. I've still got like the you know, like the feeling of the hole, like in the back of my ear. That is ridiculous. I know, from, mate. From a first edition for three years. I know, mate. And no one told me to do that. I probably would have got away with not having it. Of course you would have. I know. <laughs> I just punished myself for three years. Ah, oh, dear. Right, well, enough of the Hammerdale chat. That that set you up and built your career. And um, and then, like we say, you, you went on and did theatre. Mm-hmm. Um and played a lead role, which I'm sure made a, a huge difference just in yourself for acting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But then I think your next sort of real, real uh, big thing, and uh, sort of for I would say for being an adult actor, your big breakthrough and probably uh, reassured you you'd made the right decision with Emmerdale was when you got Jamestown. Yeah. 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 It was. Um. Yeah. Amazing. Again, um, I'd just done the play. I did a little free apps in something called The A Word. And then I had an audition through for this show called Jamestown. And um, it, it had been a little bit quiet on the audition front, um, I think, before this. Um, you know, not that many. I think it had been like a month or two months or something like that. And I remember getting this email through. And, you know, when basically, like, you know, when you get a casting through, they send you an email of who's making it where you're shooting it, how long it's going to be for, what's the company, all this sort of stuff. And I remember reading it being like, oh, my God, it's from the creators of Downton Abbey, and it's six months in Budapest. And I, I read the scripts, mate. They get sent two scripts through, and they were amazing. Like, I, I didn't leave. Like, I'm not very easy at reading scripts. Like I always go and have, you know, go to the toilet or, you know, go get a drink or something like that. But I remember reading these scripts, and I didn't move for, like, an hour and a half reading these scripts and I was like this is great um and I think it was it wasn't even an audition it was a self-tape um I got a tape through um for for the part so I, I taped it and it went off and you know like all these tapes go off you kind of try and forget about them don't you you just go oh you know, something might happen something might not and then I remember my agent rang me the next day and he was like um 
Jill Trevelick, who is the casting director, she was like, she likes the tape, but she's giving you some notes. So I was like, Fuck, great. Like, at least she likes the tape. So then I had to retape it the next day. Yeah. And um, I remember, I, ta- I think I taped it on my birthday. I think I retaped it on my birthday um, or around that time. Retaped it with the notes. And I was like, right, okay. Sent it off. My agent said, yeah, Jill said she likes this one better. Um, and then that was it. And I was thinking, right, because I really wanted this part. I was like, I really want this. So I remember the next week I bailed my agent up and I was like, John, have you heard anything? Do you know what I mean? The classic, have you heard anything? <laughs> and he was like, no, nothing yet, nothing yet. Because they're like that. They're like, yeah, yeah, I heard a few days ago. I just, just couldn't be asked <laughs> telling you. I had a, like, a couple of things on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, I, um, and then the week later, um, he rang me and said, oh, um, you've got a recall for Jamestown um, to meet Jill um, in London. At this point, I didn't live in London. So um, I went down to London, met Jill, uh, did the scenes just with her. She taped them and she's amazing. Like, she's so good. Like, you know, she gave me amazing notes and was like really supportive. And just, she's just a lovely, lovely person. Yeah. And, you know, makes you feel really comfortable in the room, which like helped me because, you know, I was nervous because I really wanted the part and, you know, did the scenes with her. And then I didn't hear anything for like two weeks. And then I got another recall for it. So the third recall was, or fourth the thing to do was to meet the director and um, the producer, Suda Beauvoir. Um, and went in again, went all the way down to London, did my did, did the scenes, and um, I didn't get much of a vibe off um, the director John. I, I I didn't get you know I didn't get much of a um, a vibe at all. You know you try and read the room, but I thought he like, I just didn't think they liked it. <laughs> I was like I definitely not got this. I was like this is rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, terrible they don't like me do you know what I mean I've been like oh no I'm, I'm, oh, I'm no. cringing at myself in the room so I've <laughs> left and I've said uh, th- thanks for the opportunity all that sort of stuff <laughs> left and I've gone and I've gone off oh, for fuck's sake I've absolutely ruined it I've not got it do you know what I mean I think I went and, and got a, a, a beer in Soho because I had to wait two hours for my train I was like oh what waste of time I was so negative <laughs> And then I get home and, you know, my mum's like, how was it? Did it go all right? And I'm like, no, it went terrible. Worked yeah. audition of my life. I've ruined everything. I'm terrible. Tried to forget about it. And then, um, and then yeah, like three or four days later, I get a call off my agent saying, you're down to the last two for the part. And I was like, what? Like, you're down to the last two. And I just couldn't believe it, mate. I was like, how, the, how have I managed that? I was like, the word, do you know what I mean? I was like, they, they seem to hate it. I was like, how have I managed that? So anyway, he's gone, I'll try and get an update, you know, for tomorrow, see what the crack is. So the next day comes, which is a Friday, he calls me up and he's like, right, uh, we think you're the favourite for the part, but it's got to go to the other producers who are in Budapest and they've got to watch the tapes. Um, so it's not a definite, but I'll keep you posted. You should hear oh. on Monday. They should never say stuff like that. I know. Because no, <laughs> like, when they, if they have to come back and go, actually, you've not got it. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a bit so brutal. Like, 
the whole weekend being like, oh my God, maybe I've got this, this, this show. Do you know what I mean? Monday comes, I hear nothing. I'm like, oh God. Tuesday comes, I hear nothing. I'm like, I've definitely not got it. Um, I had to go down to London to get some new headshots. And I'm in um, with this headshot photographer in the morning and we're just doing the headshots and I'd switch my phone off at the time. We did like, yeah. <laughs> Here he goes again. Gets, yeah. So he knocks his phone off or yeah. gets rid of it. Phone was off. I was like, I don't want to, you know, it's done. I don't want to be looking at it every five seconds. So the phone's off. I've not got it. I've done my headshots for like two hours. And, you know, you know what those like headshot things are like, you know, you're kind of doing weird poses. And I felt weird about that anyway. I was having a terrible day. And as the headshot uh, sessions ended, I've like opened my phone and my agent was calling literally as I've switched my phone on. Yeah. And I've gone, hello. And he's gone, have you not got my voicemails? And I said, no, I've been doing my headshots. What's up? He went, you've been off for Jamestown. And I remember just like losing my head. I was in this headshot like studio with this guy who didn't know me. And I was like, I- I've just, I've just got a job. I've just got a job. <laughs> and he went, no way. And I, ra- I, just, I just left. I just ran out, like, so happy. I didn't even say bye to him. I was just on the phone, like, John, one second. I need to see you later. Just gone, mate. And, and then they were like, yeah, you're going to spend six months of the summer in Budapest. <laughs> I was like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, anyone who's not seen Jamestown, it's like a sort of, uh, I mean, it's an epic... Uh, was it set what sixteen ninety two or something? Yeah, sixteen ninety, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's all based around the first uh, English settlement over in in America, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the first. Um, so I mean, it's a it's a huge, big scale project. I mean, if people haven't seen it, they must have seen the advertisements for it because I remember. <laughs> I was touring round with Play Goes Wrong when it was coming out. Yeah. And there was just billboards in every city I yeah. went. It <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was everywhere. Sky are really good at that, aren't they? They kind of get their shows out there. Oh, yeah, they don't mess around. Yeah. Um, but that must have been an unbelievable experience. I mean, you did three seasons of that, didn't you? It was three yeah. seasons. Yeah. Uh, you were out there. Um, mate, the best job I've ever done. Um, met friends for life on it. Like learned so much. That's brutal for Emmerdale there. Brutal. I, I know, I know. I mean, <laughs> I'm friends from Emmerdale, but these are you know the people I met. You know, like that here. Just you know, they live in London. I live now in London. We see each other all the time. Um. So yeah, mate. It was just such an amazing experience. And like the first season and second, all the seasons were so good because we'd go out all the time. Do you know what I mean? I was like 19, like on the beers, like living in Budapest with all these amazing people, having a great laugh. It was just, it was phenomenal um, and such a mad experience for me. And like I said, I learned so much. I think like acting, I remember like, you know, coming onto set and there'd be like, you know, Max Beasley, Sophie Rundle, uh, Stuart Martin, uh, Bern Gorman, all these amazing people, Jason Fleming, and just kind of, you know, watching how they worked on set was just so different to anything I'd seen before. Like the ideas that they would come up with, you know, before the scene, the time that we had to shoot a scene. Um, oh, mate, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. 
Not bad at all, eh? When you're what? What did you say? You were 19? 19, yeah. 19 right. off to Budapest. It was like my uni, do you know what I mean? Like going away and. <laughs> I love it. It was class. It was as well because it was like three years. I mean, I suppose, yeah, it was kind of your drama school was Jamestown. Yeah. <laughs> in Budapest, Freshers Weekend. <laughs> yeah, out Freshers, with the, Freshers Weekend. The, yeah, the, the cheap beers and everything. Yeah. Um, but no, that that is uh, absolutely amazing. Well, there was one last project you did do since then. Yeah. Uh, one close <laughs> to my heart, obviously. Uh, you did do a couple of episodes on Outlander. Um, yeah, I did. Now, I am still. I'm sort of like. I'm just. I've not reached you yet. Uh, but I, I'm. I'm watching my way through it. So no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, did you? Do you do an English or a Scottish accent? I did a Scottish accent, Rooney. Um, right. Okay. Which, um, can you do a good Scottish accent? <laughs> I hope so. Um, I hope so. Do you know what it is? One of my best mates, who's also in Jamestown, Stuart Martin, spends so much time with him, and he's from Air. Um, so right. just always kind of like mimicking. I was like, I'll just do a, I'll just do a stew. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I'll just try and copy stew. And I remember when I was going in, like originally, I went in for a character who was English, um, and then they came back saying they want it in Scottish. Um, and I was like, and my agent was like, can you do a Scottish accent? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do a Scottish accent. <laughs> oh, Scottish? Light work. Oh, like, actors are amazing. Honestly. They could have can asked you me do this do accent? Yeah. I know. They could have asked me if I was a world-class gymnast, horse rider, uh, extraordinaire, and I'd have said yes. Well, we've heard you can do backflips on a trampoline, so of course you're a world-class gymnast. I mean, obviously, I can do a backflip on a trampoline, Rooney. I'm, I am. I could be in the Olympics, mate, I think. I, I really do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I did. I, I said to Stu, I remember ringing Stu up and like running the lines of him going, mate, is that is that all right? Does that sound okay? And he was like, yeah, man, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so yeah, went in and, and, and did it in Scottish and... It was. I think it was all right. Um, they had a, a dialect coach on there for me, who was class called Caroline, um, and she was. We'd work together every day, really, um, doing an hour or two on the scenes, and <laughs> every day an hour or two. Honestly, on the scenes, and there's there's only like you know a couple of eps, um, but yeah, she was so helpful um, because it was like, and she was on set as well. So like, if there was ever like you know a sort of line which sounded a bit off she'd run in and be like just say it like this and then yeah so. she'd run in and hit you with a stick <laughs> no <laughs> I know yes <laughs> that wrong so Rooney when you eventually watch it if you do um I hope you don't come up to me on Friday football and tell me it was shite mate if, <laughs> if it if it is awful we'll be having words I know I know and <laughs> I hope I hope it's okay. I hope it's okay. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it'll be superb. Yeah. All right. On that on the note of awful. Um let's go to one of those wonderful questions I like to ask every actor, performer, every week. Um what's your worst addition, mate? Have you had a bit of a stinker at all at any point? I've had I've had more of a weird one. A weird audition on my part. It was definitely my fault. Uh, um, <laughs> so I, I was re. I went in um, for I think it was a comedy pilot um, 
for one of the channels and it was me uh, the director and the producer and the casting director and we were in this tiny little room and um I'd my mate who was doing it had recommended me for the part so I was like oh that's cool do you know what I mean they they've got me in and I'm meeting the producer and I'm, I'm, it was for a comedy so I've done the scenes and you know it's going all right they're laughing it's going okay um and you know ends and I've gone and I've, I've shook everyone's hand and I've gone see you later okay bye thank you thank you and I've gone to leave the room and I forgot to say thank you to the, the producer and I've just gone I love you silence what? silence absolute silence and then I started panicking because instead of saying thank you I've said I love you so I've gone I've gone did 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 I just did I just say that I love you and the producer was just staring back at me and was just like um I think I think so and I went <laughs> bye <laughs> I just left <laughs> so they must have thought I was the weirdest weirdest guy because I'd said I love you to the producer as I was but, leaving the room and then didn't even correct it. I just left. Yeah, but also the fact that you like, it looks like you'd thought for quite a while that you loved them because, you know, it was like, it wasn't until you reached the door, you went, you know what? I need to get this off my chest. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, We've had such an amazing 10 minutes. I yeah, know I've got the earring in, but I still think you'll be into me. I love you. Yeah, let's give it a shot. No. Oh no. Mate. That's I'll, not, that, it's not going smoothly. I'll just uh, leave. And do you know what's weird, really? I didn't get the job. I, had, I didn't get it. What? That's, that, that, that is really surprising me. Even though I've said surprising. I love you. Um, but I think that's probably like the only weird, like one where it's gone wrong. I mean, some actors have some belters, like we were saying before. Um, but I've never, like, luckily enough, I've never had anything that's been like too bad. To be honest, I mean that isn't that isn't uh, too bad actually. I mean oh. it's not the greatest. I mean you shouldn't really just like be proclaiming your love to producers because they'll be it's one that you don't know. They'll just be like that. They'll be like he's clearly trying to just swing this yeah. <laughs> so that he gets yeah. the part. Exactly. Um, you know they'll see through that. They'll yeah. see through your shit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Have you have you ever had a particularly sort of bad review at all? A bad review? Um, oh, mate, when I was on Emmerdale, I used to get so much shit. So much <laughs> shit on Twitter and everything. I remember being put into a category that someone sent me, which was the worst actors in soap, and I was ranked number two. Oh, uh, so they, close to top. Oh, I really wanted number one, actually. And well, just, if you're going to be in there, you might as well top exactly. it. You might as well top it. Who topped remember. it? Who beat you? I actually can't remember who it was. And oh. I'm, sure it was I'm sure it was someone like who was like an old school legend, like um, Shane Ritchie or someone like that. He was topping it. And I was thinking, like, he's, you know, he's, he's class. He's, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was really good. Exactly. So it was a bullshit list, Rooney. It was a bullshit list. But I remember reading the comments underneath. Some of them were so bad. They were like, "All oh, right, were they agreeing?" But they were like, "They were like, yeah, hundred percent actor I've ever seen on television. He will do nothing. He deserves to not be in this show. Um, I, I hate him. All this sort of mental stuff." And I remember the reading, only good thing about his acting 
is his earring. Is his earring, exactly. <laughs> That's that was it. the only bit. They were like, he is really, really bad. He, he couldn't act anything. He's yeah. rubbish. But there's one thing that I really like about him. It's the one redeeming feature. <laughs> it's, it's silver earring from Claire's accessories. <laughs> oh, mate. Um, look, we've gone through all of your career. Would you say that there was one moment or one thing that that was the big career change? Uh, I think there's been different moments, like, you know, like obviously being in Emmerdale. I feel like everything's kind of led to everything, but I think being on Jamestown, they built this set, which was huge. It was an actual village being surrounded by actors that I loved, you know what I mean? Um, it, it was one of those moments where I was like, ah, oh, this is this is amazing. Like, you know, if you'd have told me this when I was sat on my arse eating Haribo's four years ago, I don't think I'd have believed that I'd have been doing it, you know? Yeah, um, to so get that, yeah. Like, that epic, huge, huge project. Exactly, um, yeah. So I'd say that, mate, you know. Um, you and they from- picked the second worst actor in soap exactly. in history. Soap. I know. I know. <laughs> That's such a award. To be in it. The, the second worst in history on soap to be in it. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, superb, mate. Superb. Yeah. Last little question for you, mate, before we, before we go to last orders, which, which yeah. I love. It's um, o'clock, isn't it? But um, is we are on the clock, especially yeah. these days. Jesus Christ, got to speed up. Last order is nine thirty. Jeez, I know what's going on. This is why we started drinking at one. I know it's exactly. nothing getting to do early. with us. We're it's, getting in early, mate. We're getting. Early. It's all to do with the government. Okay. <laughs> oh, my mother would be proud. Yeah. Um, have you have you ever had uh, a time where things have gone properly tits up on on stage or TV? I mean, stage quite often is a lot worse stage. because it's live. Yeah, yeah, I'd say stage, mate. When I was doing Britannia, um, there was they had like you know I had to run around with this. With so this Britannia show. was the that was the one you were the yeah, the lead yeah. lead role yeah. couldn't yeah. leave the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had these glasses and I was mid way through a monologue and I've like, you know, I'm running around and I'm shouting and fucking sweating and I've knocked this glass over and it's just smashed all over the stage. And I've looked up to the box and been like, what, what, what do we do? Because there was like scenes after where we're rolling around and do you know what I mean? In the army. <laughs> and, and she's just looking at me terrified and I'm looking at her terrified midway through this monologue. Like, what are we going to do? And mate, she had to come down, stop the performance and clear ah, it. Yes. And I'm stood there with my gun and everyone's looking at me and I'm like, I had to obviously stop the monologue and I'm just cut the pacing. Like, what is going on? Is she just... <laughs> got to clear this up because it's a health and safety uh health and safety problem and i'm just like stood there like an absolute melon looking at everyone going oh no this is horrific um do you never yeah do you never had that because that that's your classic showstop basically i'd never had that before i was like i was like is that is that a thing because i was like what are we going to carry on this time (laughs) maneuver around it i was like i mean we can carry on i mean we're, you know we're just gonna have to be careful i didn't realize that they would have to actually stop the show midway through <laughs> come down clear it up and then resume i was like oh God. that's it they have to do it 
they already weren't having a good time and now I've completely ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like that that's happened a few times. Like uh, when I did the play goes wrong, yeah. we had that there was a few times that happened, but um the big difference in it is is they bring down the curtain and my character is out front, so my character's kind of with the audience. Oh god. Um so what they do is they do a show stop and then I have to do a quiz with the audience in character. No way. That's mental. So that happened a lot. I mean it's, it's ha- it happened a few times, sort of thing. I think I probably did it four or five times. Oh. Um but yeah. <laughs> I love how they had like I love how they had like a, a thing to do though if it if it happened and then you yeah. quiz the audience. What what sort of quiz questions were they? Can you remember? Well, uh, what was wonderful is they never gave me a quiz. Uh, oh. So I was wow. like, okay, uh, I'm going to have to just make all of this up myself. Oh, um, so I stood up and just sort of like shouted at the audience, all right, guys, get down. <laughs> no one's going for a piss. Right, bottom, <laughs> down. No, right, right. We're going to play two teams, balcony against stalls. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> I, I was just like, I was like, the quiz is going to be on <laughs> capital cities because <laughs> I was thinking, safe bet, I could go safe for a bet. while yeah. on capital cities, yeah, like, you know, while they're clearing it up, exactly. Uh, and then straight away, just for a laugh, I was like, top, here we go. Question number one What's the capital of Scotland? <laughs> like, it was just like, I was like, keep it really, yeah. really simple. That's class, mate. Oh my god. Absolute short straw, though. <laughs> I know, like, but it was just because I had nothing I could do. My my seats are hung over the audience, the, like over the stalls. Oh, um, so I was just out there. There was nothing I could do. Um, so I just had to do that. I did. Uh, on, on on capital cities, capital. <laughs> I know. Amazing. That's it. Quiz them in capital cities. Went well. Went well. Wow. Mate, that's amazing. <laughs> Anyone wants to know the balcony one? Two to one. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the curtain shoots up and you back straight into it. Oh, man. oh dear. All right, Luke Roscoe, that is last orders. So what we're going to do is we're going to do some quick fire questions so we can go and get a last paint. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. Okay. First up, have you got a hidden talent? I can do a backflip on a trampoline. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it's not hidden. You told me not, an hour ago. It's not hidden anymore. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, that is it. That is it. That right. is it. Yeah. Next up, guilty pleasure. Ooh. Um, this is a tough one. I'm going to say oh, guilty pleasure. I'm going to say high school musical. Oh, there the we go. Is it, that is a guilty pleasure. Yeah, the soundtrack. And the film. And the film, obviously, obviously. What's your pet hate? Um, pet hate is people who throw litter on the floor next to a bin. <laughs> so not littering in general. It's yeah, only, well, I mean, it, it it's only if they're really close. Listen, in general is very, very bad. But someone who litters next to a bin, that that it's is just ridiculous, bad. isn't it? It's like yeah, a foot. You were a foot away, you numpty. Exactly, I know. So yeah, that 
that. Um, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, um, Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, wonderfully boring. Yes, very boring. <laughs> that is such and a common sang, karaoke song. Very boring and sang very badly. <laughs> um, do you have a bad habit? Um, I don't think so. I mean, ask ask anyone who knows me, maybe, but I, I, I can't think of one myself. Bad habit. Stealing biscuits. Stealing biscuits. We'll go with that. <laughs> Stealing biscuits, yeah. Who is your favourite actor? Um, at the moment, Shia LaBeouf. It changes. There we go. Well, that is, that's the first time we've had him on the podcast. Yeah, at the moment, Shia LaBeouf. I think he's favourite yeah. actress. Um, I'm gonna. There's so many, but Meryl Streep. She's she's a diamond, isn't she? And she's done all right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Pretty she... bog standard career, but like, okay, I'll let you off with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's your idol growing up? Um, teenage, I would say. I didn't really know if I had an idol growing like when I was young, but teenage acting wise, Jack O'Connell. Ja- Jack O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. Well, if Jack- <laughs> I love it. We play football with Jack O'Connell. I, I love it if he's listening in. He knows no, that. I have, told, I have told him before after a few pints, um, and yeah. What well, did you get? Did you get a little bit sort of the old drunken soppy? I was. And, uh, I- you know what it is, mate? I was just like, I have to tell him how good I actually think he is and how, as a teenager, you know, in 17, 18, seeing someone, um, you know, from working class background doing amazing was inspiring. Um, so, yeah, I'd say him. There we go. What a boy. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and finally, if you weren't a performer, what would you be? I would be... Hmm. <laughs> this is a tough one because I've never done course it. Of course it's a tough one because you were a failure at the age of I eight. Failure at the age of eight. So what I, would you want to be? What would, <laughs> if I could be anything else and like I'm good at it, it would be to play centre forward for Everton. That would be it. Centre forward for Everton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everton. And I'd be a, I'd be a one club man as well, Rooney. I wouldn't, there'd be no transfers. I'd be like Duncan Ferguson, you know. I'd just, I'd be an icon. I'll be honest, mate. I don't think many offers would come in for you. I mean, that is also true. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd be a one club man. (laughs) No choice in it. Exactly, exactly. Brilliant. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Luke, for coming on to a performer, a pint, and a pod. Thanks for having me in the boozer, mate. Appreciate it. So there we go, that was Emmerdale and Jamestown star Luke Roskell. Only 23 and what a career already. From throwing milk over castmates, telling producers he loves them and being voted the second worst actor in a soap, to filming a huge series in Bulgaria with an amazing cast. I'll be meeting fantastic performers in the pub over the next few weeks and months with career-defining moments and secrets from behind the scenes. So make sure and don't miss out by subscribing to A Performer, A Pint and A Pod and follow at Performer Pint on socials. I've been your host, Graham Rooney. Thank you for listening. Please do rate and review. I'd love to hear your thoughts 
unless of course you don't like me, then please do keep them to yourself. And remember, no one likes a stingy mate at the pub. So, share the pod with friends and family. See you next week.